Good job, Lauren. Okay, I got it. Dad. Okay, don't forget to carry the one. Dad. Okay, that was delicious. Thank you. Right, hold on there, kiddo. Dad. Say cheese. There you go. Okay, just one more. Hold your trophy up a little bit higher. Good morning, good morning, good morning. It's time to rise and shine. Dad. I love it. Um, no. Dad. Dad. And they were here first. So Dad. We... So you want to go catch a movie at like 7.30 or something? <sighs> Dad. And one more. Okay, one more. Wait, 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 come on, just one more, one more. Dad. I'm so proud of you. Now you just gotta get a job. Dad. You look beautiful. Oh, Dad. Uh, and stand just a little closer together and move just a little bit to the left, uh, my left, uh, a little more. Dad! Hi, welcome to Belong Church. My name is Lenore Barons, and I am the wife to Pastor Kevin Barons. Thank you for joining us today, those of you that are online. Appreciate you being here with us. And today is Father's Day, so I celebrate each and every one of you men out there that are fathers. Thank you for all that you do. You're greatly appreciated. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And you know, as I was preparing uh, for the message this week, I had a lot of mixed emotions. Um, you know, where even though it's Father's Day and I really purposed in my heart to have a message for just the fathers, it just didn't work out that way because the message that I'm going to share is really just for the heart of all of us. But when it comes to fathers, um, I realize that some men are fathers, some are trying to become a father, some may have a broken relationship with their father, and some have, even with the COVID going on right now, some men have even lost their fathers at this time and have passed away. So, um, you know, just a lot of mixed emotions here. And even um, some fathers, some men too, never even really knew their father at all. So... Um, my prayer for you today is that you would find comfort and that you would realize that there is a Father in heaven who cares for you, who loves you, and who knows you. In the Bible, there are recorded stories by Jesus, and those are called parables. They're just simple little stories that convey messages. And today I will be sharing three parables from Luke, the book of Luke, chapter 15. And uh, 
you know, just that the Lord cares for us so much. And as we read in the scripture, you know, I pray that that is conveyed to each and every one of you of how important we are to the Lord. So if you would turn your Bibles um, to the book of Luke, chapter 15, and I'm going to be reading the verses 1 through 7. By this time, a lot of men and women of doubtful reputation were hanging around Jesus, listening intently. The Pharisees and religion scholars were not pleased, not at all pleased, and they growled. Can you imagine just there you are, just sharing, and you've got these people, you know, of doubtful reputation, and they're not pleased with you at all? And they even started to growl. Uh, he takes in sinners and eats meals with them, treating them like old friends. These people were grumbling, you know, the Pharisees and the scholars were just, you know, talking poorly about Jesus. And their grumbling triggered this story in verse 4. Suppose one of you had a hundred sheep and you lost one of them. Wouldn't you leave the 99 in the wilderness and go after the lost one until you found it? When found, you can be sure you would put it across your shoulders, be rejoicing. And when you got home, called in your friends and neighbors saying, celebrate with me, I found my lost sheep. Count on it, there's more joy in heaven over one sinner, sinner's rescue than one over 99 good people and no need of a rescue. In the book of John, chapter 10, verse 11, it's expressed, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. The shepherd in this parable represents actually Jesus, that Jesus will leave the 99 to find you alone. The second parable that I'll be reading from is in Luke 15, verses 8 through 10, and this one is describing a lost coin. Verse 8. Or imagine a woman who has 10 coins and loses one. Won't she light a lamp and scour the house looking in every nook and cranny until she finds it? And when she finds it, you can be sure she'll call her friends and neighbors, celebrate with me, I found my last coin. Count, it, count on it, that's the kind of party that God's angels throw every time one lost soul turns to God. This woman in this parable was determined to find the one lost coin. You know, I think about times when I've lost money there's been times when I've lost a lot of money, but like the value that's placed on a $100 bill. And when I lose a $100 bill, I am looking all over for that $100 bill, knowing its worth and the determination to find that one coin. The woman, she lit her lamp. She swept the house very carefully until she found it. You know, in the day of Jesus too, I'm just... I thought about when I was reading this parable that even the coins were stamped with the image of Caesar on them. 
um, you know, realizing that you are valuable. You're valuable. And whose image is on you? Who do you stamp yourself to be? Do you believe that you have value? Because in the Lord's eyes, you are very valuable. And the value of anything is determined by what someone will pay for it. There's one, there is no one person more valuable than you. The woman was determined to find the one coin because it had value. Jesus will leave the 99 to find you. And he cares for you. And Jesus will never give up on you. You are valuable to him. So, so valuable. In the third parable, in Luke, again, Luke 15, scriptures uh, 11 through 24. Then he said, there was once a man who had two sons. And the younger said to the father, Father, I want right now what's coming to me. So the father decided, decided or actually divided the property between them. And it wasn't long before the young son packed his bags and left for a distant country, there undisciplined and dis, dissipated, he wasted everything he had. After he had gone through all his money, there was a bad famine all through the country, and he began to hurt. Verse 15, he signed on with a citizen there who assigned him to his fields to slot pigs. He was so hungry that he could have eaten the that he would have eaten the corn cobs and the pig slop, but no one would give him any. They brought him to the but all of the, the situation of him uh, really starving to death awakened his heart, uh, realizing that um, it just brought him to his senses. And he said, all these farmhands working for my father, they sit down to a three meals a day, and here I'm starving to death. I'm going back to my father, and I'll say to him, I have sinned against you, God. I've sinned before you. I don't deserve to be called your son. Take me on as a hired hand. He got right up and went home to his father. And when he could still a long way off, his father saw his son. He saw him. His heart pounding ran out, embraced him, and kissed him. You know, the son made the wrong choice. But he came to the ends of his, himself. His heart had changed, realizing that he made the wrong choice and need, he needed to go back home. And the father even, uh, this parable was different than the other two, uh, me realizing, you know, that the father is Father God. He will patiently wait on the porch for you to come home. I think about my heart goes to the Father on the porch. You know, we don't know how many days that man stepped out on that porch. I think even in situations in my own life, different friends of mine in their lives, you know, different relationships and how there's a waiting. And sometimes we just don't know how long that waiting is going to be. But that Father stayed on the porch waiting. Every day, I believe, he went out there just looking off in the distance, waiting for his son to come home. 
and then that one day how he could see him off in the distance. He will patiently wait the Lord for you to come home. God waits for you and no one has ever lived your life. He has a plan for you. He has a purpose for your life. Um, you have a DNA that is different like no other. You have fingerprints that God created that is like no other. That you were created to fulfill a purpose in this world in a relationship with him, surrendering your life to him. I think about uh, times when I have struggled different seasons in my life. Um, you know, he knows where we've been. He knows where we are. He knows where we're going. So where Jesus, you know, represented, uh, the shepherd represented Jesus, how he left the 99 and went after the one. The Lord will come after you. The woman with the coin, how she tore up her home to find the lost coin that had value. He will tear some things up to find you. You are valuable with the Lord. The Lord created you for a plan and a purpose. He knows our disappointments. He knows losses that we've gone through, the hurts and the pains. You know, he cares for us. He knows you and he knows me. He values us, both you and also me. So I challenge you today, you know, to choose him, to return back home, that the Father waits. He waits just looking, waiting for you to come to him. You know, and in that, as I studied to realizing, you know, there's just like the different relationships with the men, you know, re representing the Father's Day that you could be a father, you could be struggling trying to become a father. You may have last, lost your dad during this season. Your father could be ill right now. You may have lost your father. You know, all these different situations going on and the Lord knows every single situation that we are all in at this time. So I would like to lead you in a prayer. If you do not have this relationship with the Lord, if this is something that's very new to you that you've never heard, you know that we really were created as human beings to have an intimate, personal, surrendering our life to have a relationship with God. He is a Father in Heaven who cares for you. So I'm gonna lead you in a prayer for those of you that feel to make that choice today. I wish I could celebrate that with you, just like these celebrations that you have found your way and that your life is about to change and I'm so excited. So may we pray together as you receive the Lord into your life today. Let's bow our heads and pray. Father, I just lift up, Lord, the hearts of everyone, Lord, connected to this live streaming, Lord, and even the ones in the future that will stumble upon this message as well. Father, that you would stir their heart. Father, that they would understand that they need you. So, Father, as I pray for the ones that need you, that realize, Lord, that they've never surrendered their life to you, didn't know that they were supposed to be this intimate with you, Father, as I lead them in prayer. Father, I ask you 
to come into my life. And I choose this day to surrender my life to you. God, that you have a plan and a purpose. You have come after me. There is value upon my life from you and that you have been waiting for me to come home, that you've been waiting for me to come to you. So I choose to surrender my life to you today. Father, come and make a home in me. And I receive you in Jesus' name. Amen. And uh, I just felt led also just to pray for, you know, all those different situations that I shared. Um, you know, of the disappointments in life, losses, the hurts and some pains of where we might be uh, at this time right now in, in this world. And so I would like to pray over these different situations as well. So Father, I thank you that you are a God who knows all things. Father, you know our disappointments with all that's going on in the world. You know the losses that every human being is experiencing, God, their hurts and their pains. And Father, in this time, I ask that you would just weave it all together for your good. Father, that we would see in the days to come that you have woven something very beautiful in this world that we live in right now. And I speak peace and calmness over the hearts of everyone watching. Father, that you will cause a settling in all of our lives, that our lives will become peaceful, and that there will be a foundation and a settling within our minds and our hearts, Lord, that our feet will be planted firmly after today and knowing that you're a God who watches over all of this. So Father, we glorify you. We thank you, God, that you are a God that never stops caring for us, that you will come after us, that you will find us, and that you will also wait until we come home to be with you. So Father, bless everyone watching, bless everyone's life. Lord, appreciate everyone that's been with us today. Bless you, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Bless you all. Thank you for watching again. Happy Father's Day, men. Don't work too hard. Um, I pray that you are served today, that you don't have to do much as you enjoy your day. Appreciate all that you do, men, for your wives, for your children, for your friends, and for even other children that may not be your own that you're still speaking into as a father figure and changing lives. Love you. See you next week. Bye-bye. Okay, dads, let's go ahead and get started, guys. Now, some of you have already let me know how uncomfortable you were in last week's meeting. So tonight, we're going to try to respect each other's boundaries. What? Tonight, we've also got a guest with us, David. And would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah. Um, hey, guys. I'm David. David. What's up, David? How many kids do you have, David? None. 
at least not at the moment. Uh, my wife is pregnant, and uh, she should be delivering any day now. That's great. So Super. Oh, great. Awesome. Who'd like to go first? Anyone. Anyone. I'll go. Perfect. Todd? Yes. My daughter and I went to the mall, and she said she wanted to take the stairs to the second level. And I said, I don't trust stairs because they're always up to something. <laughs> Todd, I'm sorry that happened. Yeah. I encourage you to try to resist the urge to make jokes like that. My turn? Okay. Can I go? Okay. Yesterday, actually, my daughter got home and she asked me how my day was. And I said, well, a guy tried to sell me a coffin, but that's the last thing I need. Oh, Jerry, Jerry that Jerry. joke is dead on arrival. Because it's the last thing I need. David, <laughs> how about you? Oh, I, I didn't. I didn't see this is a safe zone. Just jump on in. Yeah, I, I'm, I guess I'm just scared of being a dad. I'm afraid I'm gonna start telling bad jokes just like my dad. Well, it might be in our nature. We can fight against it. Hey, speaking of nature, I tried to catch some fog yesterday. I missed. M-I-S-T. Oh, You're a monster. This is where the boundary is. I'm done. This is where you are. Hello? Really? Okay, yeah, no. Uh, yeah, I'll be right there. That was Julie. Her water just broke. I guess the baby finally ran out of womb. <laughs> I'm gonna be a dad. Don't you think it should be going? Oh, yeah. So I told my wife she drew her eyebrows too high. She seemed surprised. Oh, you know what I mean?